got uh, another. This is episode 53. Thank you, John Bertan, for the uh, the bass beats. Appreciate that. We're talking about the uh, Sean O'Brien 100K. It took place uh, January 27th. I think that was a Saturday. Is that right? Yep. Saturday in Southern California. We got two participants here. We got Andrew Melton and Matt Bedessa. And uh, it's a killer. Uh, I have the I have the Strava link in the show notes here, and I'm looking at the um, Strava from Andy Melton here. Uh, but let's so so we have three people on the call or on the the podcast. We have John Bertan, Andy Melton, Matt Podessa. Uh Why don't we start with um, Mr. Bedessa? How yes, does the uh, or when, when did the race start and and uh, what was the what was the weather like? Um, so it was a five thirty a.m. start. Um, so you know, chilly in the morning, but nothing like still, so nothing crazy. Um, and the weather was pretty favorable, but. Um, you know, as we went on throughout the day, the sun came out at a difficult part of the course. And I'd say it was probably probably somewhere between 75 and 80, which isn't like unheard of, you know, during the summertime or, or even something like that. But it's just been lower temperatures for us lately. And so, yeah, it got hot in the middle of the day for sure in a very That's warm the course. That's warm for January, even for Southern California. That's yeah. That's, that's cooking. Yeah, for sure. And and what was the so there's a crazy amount of elevation, right, for the whole course? There's definitely, um, you know, I'd say like for any Western states hundred k qualifier, it's probably on par as far as elevation. It just hits you hard because they're long ascents and long descents. So I can't speak for Andy, but I know for me, like, it just murders your legs quick. And you just kind of, you're like, ugh. You know, like, the, the they're just, you, you basically start in, what, Calabasas on the other side of the canyon, work all your way all the way up, and then make all your way down to Malibu, and then go all the way back up. And... It's it's just a lot in a very short amount of time, and after you've done a good portion of that climb, you're like, I have a lot more to go. Is and it's not like it's it's not a loops, right? You got you, you were describing the course there. I guess people can look on online. It, what where's the? Is it just constant like up and down, up and down, or is there like? The first part, you know, middle part, last part. Where would you say the elevation is? So I'd say, you know, I can't speak for the whole course. I'll let Andy give the <clears throat> the details on the the hundred k spur, but I can I can tell you pretty much every step of the other fifty miles because uh, I I felt it. Um, I mean, the first the first couple miles, you know, you start flat, do a creek crossing probably climb up 400, 500 feet, drop back down. Um, 
And then you do uh, probably like a 12, 1400 foot climb. Um, and then you drop down into a canyon and you do some single tracks, kind of traversing through the canyon. And then you climb back out of that canyon, um, kind of to the top of that ridgeline before you drop into Malibu. And that's all within probably the first 12 miles. Um, and then you have this long descent um into malibu and that's so you, you just put it up on the course so that that loop down there that's the that's really like the big loop that you take down into malibu and then you climb you just have this long like nine mile climb back up out of there and that's where the heat hit you know, and that's where it like really just starts grinding. It's single track that you're basically like traversing back and forth. Um, and then you dip back down into the canyon and then you go right back up. And the sun was just, I mean, there was no shade on that, right, Andy? Nope, no shade. It's, yeah, about nine miles from Malibu, just the entire way climb back up it looks like it comes on that map at mile 20 23 or 22 and then yeah it's that whole section on the uh the right hand side of the loop it's brutal oh my gosh i kind of know this area I, I've done this um, up here just to the, what is that, to the west of this? I've, I've ran because I grew up, I grew up in Southern California. So I, I kind of know these canyons and how they are. But yeah, that is just, the heat would kill me. It's so hard. <clears throat> so no trees. I'm looking considering the landscape of Southern California mountains over the ocean. And can you see the ocean most of the time? Um, there's really actually only a few brief, not, I don't want to say brief, like there's definitely ex- extended periods where you see the ocean, but it's not as much as you would think you would see it. You're really not, not seeing it a lot. Um, so that means you're not getting any breeze coming from the ocean. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. 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 There's no breeze. <laughs> no. More warm. Andy, that you have posted, I can look and I can see in the distance. Looks like probably a morning climb, morning sun coming. Photos looking towards sort of the southwest, and I can see Palos Verdes uh, just off in the distance. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're probably, I would guess, maybe a half mile from the. Yeah, there you go, Palos Verdes, uh, yep. in the background there. <laughs> Um, you're probably you only get within I what would you say man like half a half a mile like, I mean when you drop down to Malibu you're still not that close to the water no you're still probably like half a mile away from the ocean I, I would say even even farther than a half mile like it's not it's definitely like some distance I thought for sure like you'd be like oh cool we're gonna go down to the water but you don't even get anywhere close you got the jorts on. Uh, you know those jorts? <laughs> Styling, man. That's uh, <laughs> that was the um, 
Because, you know, I didn't I didn't get the results I wanted, but I wore those shorts on purpose because I was like, listen, if I'm going to suffer out here, I want people to like have a laugh and their laughs will help me laugh. And I got a lot of laughs out there because of the jorts. So I was like, all right, at least that was a good time. You put some cut off pantyhose under there and wear like and, and use a syrup bottle. That's classic. That might be the next move. See, I, I don't see your activity. This is January 27th, Matt. Oh, oh no, he, yeah, Matt had a technical difficulty. Yeah, then there might be like a two mile run from that day. So I started my watch and I don't know, we were probably like 10, 12 miles in. And I looked at my watch and it was like, it was back at just its normal, like, face setting. And I was like, what is it? Yeah, there it is. A 1.95 miles. I have no <laughs> idea. What so, I was so like, Matt, yeah. What, what, um, I guess sounds like you didn't complete the race, but like no. you said, 50, but I did more than, I did more than 1.95 miles. I promise you that. And, and, and t- tell us about, uh like 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 when the cutoffs were when were you starting to get worried like like tell us the story like what what happened well so like just to give you some background andy and i went and did this race last year as well and this the same thing happened to me last year um but like just just to fast forward and go to this year you know i was feeling pretty good like the first like up until maybe like a mile out from getting into Malibu, I was like, all right, I'm pacing good. I'm feeling better than I'm la- than I was last year. I'm not having any stomach issues. And then got a mile out and my legs started feeling it. And I was like, shit. All right. Like this, I don't think this is the beginning of the end, but like, here's that fatigue in the legs. And then right is, is like clockwork. As soon as I'm saying that in my head, guess who comes right behind me? Mr. Melton, and I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so so like, you're you're in front of Andy, like that's uh, only, that. Yeah. But that I, I'll t- I'd say that was a pure technicality. He he got stuck in a long bathroom line, and and I was like, listen, man, I guarantee you, you'll be passing me sooner than later, which he did. Uh, so I kept on going. Um, but yeah, so it was like around mile twenty. And then I knew every step that was coming, the climb out, you know, it did exactly what it was going to do. I knew it was going to be a, a, a ball breaker. Um, and it was really like, I don't know. Andy, what was the, that aid station where the bathroom was? Like, I think it was like. It's called uh, Canon. Canon. So, like, I got into Canon and I was like, all right, like, it's looking kind of tight. Like, what's going to happen? I sat down, and I remembered from the year before, like, going out of Canaan, it was absolutely miserable, and I was just, like, dying. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take five extra minutes. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to eat something. I'm going to drink. I'm going to collect my thoughts. And I looked at my watch. I was in there for about eight minutes, and I came out, and, like, my attitude was better. And I went and did that next section. Um, and I felt a lot better, like, than I did the year before. And I was like, all right, I might have this. And then as I got closer and closer, I started doing the math. 
I think the cutoff was five o'clock, five p.m. And then twelve. Oh, for the for the for what mile? For mile forty-two, forty-three, whatever that was, right, Andy? Yeah, it's right at that junction on the map. You can see like there's a big Y right there. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's right. I think, and that's the main cutoff. Oh no, 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 it's on the other. Actually, on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So that. Yeah. So right at that junction. Yeah. On the way back. It's a big yes. cutoff because you do that oh, spur man. down, and so if there's not enough time, they just stop you, they and just they send you right. back to the finish. And it's actually one thing that's good to capture about this race is that, um, the race director lets you drop down to the fifty mile. So you, so so you don't actually get a DNF. You just get a fifty mile finish instead of a hundred k. It's a DNF. It's a DNF. <laughs> so so you ran fifty miles. And what what's the what's the cutoff for the total time on the hundred k? Uh, sixteen for Western, seventeen for the race. Whatever that is, that that's an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, of course, my initial goal was, like, I want the Western qualifier. And then I was like, well, I just want the finish. And then I was like, I I wasn't even looking at the time, but I think I missed it by, like, maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes. But even if so I... You, you did the whole 100K? You just didn't finish the... No, 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 no. The, the cutoff to continue on to the 100K. Oh, okay. At 50 miles. Oh, my yeah. gosh. At that, yeah. at that junction there. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing that. It's like due north of Neptune's Nest, I want to say, if you know where Neptune's Nest is. Everybody listening can kind of Google that. I'm not sure. Let me see. I don't know Malibu that well. So we're, um, yeah, there's Pepperdine. Yeah, yeah, Neptune's Nest is like right around there somewhere. Yeah, you can actually see the lights of Pepperdine from the park. Like, mm-hmm. as you come over that ridge right there at the beginning, you could kind of see Pepperdine. Yeah, I'm not, now I'm really curious as we're talking here. Like, I haven't been out there in a long time. But let's take a look. We got... Uh... Oh. I'm trying to pull up temperature data for the day, and it looks like even like the the one place I found in terms of airports or like LAX, I can get like Malibu, and it looks like the high that day was in the mid to high 70s, sort of around the area. That was yep. pretty high for January, and um, no shade, and yep. uh, <laughs> to be going up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, Let's. So the race started again. What time? Five thirty a.m. Five thirty. Typical hundred k start. Yep. That seems also earlier though. Like this was going to go late too. Um, but when you do an early start in January, it's you're in the dark for a lot longer. Yeah, but I mean, since that since it's un there's no coverage anywhere, like. It gets light out pretty quick because you're just okay. out there. There's no tree coverage or anything like that. And you know how there's always like the big group in the beginning, so everybody's got their headlamps on too. So never felt like you were like in the dark, dark. So what is the 
what's the trail quality like here? I've run not in that area. This race has been on a bucket list of sorts for me because it looks interesting. I go down there a lot. I've run in like Topanga State Park um, and I've done Angeles Crest. And the, the trails on Angeles Crest are rugged and so it was Topanga. It's just those, the, the desert around Southern California is rugged. And that could be, that could just tear you up over the course of the race. So, yeah, tell me about the trail quality. Andy, that's all you, man. I mean, I, I think you said it, John. It's, it's a lot of single track. Um, I mean, actually, there, there's a decent amount of fire road, too. But you're right. I mean, there's rocks everywhere. I took a pretty hard fall probably like mile 35 where I just clipped a little rock and I was moving fast at the time. So it was a little scary, but, um, you know, there's, there's roots. Um, you know, it's, Fire it's really, smooth. <laughs> what's that? Fire road doesn't mean smooth. That could be strewn with little boulders and ankle rollers all over the place. Fire yeah. roads are rough. Yeah. They're not, they're not good trails. I mean, I mean, one one thing that's that surprised me again this year is the trails are amazing and they're beautiful and you're so close to L.A. There's nobody out there. <laughs> it's like just remote enough that you would think that these trails would be packed, but I guarantee you there are like 20 times the number of people that go hike the headlands, you know, that you would see on a typical headlands run than you see out here. You just pass some like college students from time to time. Um, so I think that, you know, that just contributes to kind of the ruggedness of the trail. They're not really worn down as much as you would, you know, you, you might expect for proximity to LA. I like that. Like, I think it's really interesting when we're really close to like population centers with like a million, you know, East Bay, San Francisco, you know, it's not that far away. And then I go running for two hours and i see nobody mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I, it's probably similar i mean that's interesting well i guess it's also really spread out i mean los angeles county is really large and has something i want to say like 10 million people live in los angeles county is i think the population um and so when you say like yeah you have these trails where they just still feel remote you know it says something about population um out here in the west coast is it's it's not very dense um population los angeles county los angeles city is almost four million uh los angeles county 9.83 million yeah so you have a quarter of this the entire state of california lives in los angeles county and yet you can still get lost and feel like you're alone completely yeah So I'm still curious with uh, with Matt's story a little bit. Like, um, was there was it the weather? Was it nutrition? Was it the, just the legs, which is not a good day? I don't even know, man. Like to be completely honest, like if you asked me last year about that race, I would have been like, it was nutrition. It was my stomach. It was like my mindset. And like I've kind of put a lot of work in the past year, just like you know, cross training, coming with a different mindset, and it still didn't work. 
And to be completely honest, I was okay with it. I was like, hey, man, like, it's okay not to run 100K. Like, it's really painful and it's really long. <laughs> um, you know, and like, I don't want to say like I've been there or done that. Like, I've done quite a few races. I've had successes. I've had failures. And I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> I'm kind of spinning away from what you were asking. But like, you know, Andy can speak to this too. Like, this was the first time that I noticed a lot of younger people racing. And like, I was listening to their stories and a lot of them, like their first hundred K and like either them feeling successful or the feeling down. Cause they weren't going to make the cutoff. And I just kind of felt like, I don't know, maybe it's just time to pass it on and like, you know, <laughs> be the motivational speaker, you know, the, the, the old trail sage or like failure, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, I heard a couple guys like really bummed. I was like, it's all good, man. Like you busted your ass. Like you'll get back there. And I'm not saying like I'm done. Like who knows? I I'll, I'll probably sign up for something when I feel the need again. But so I can't pinpoint it to one thing. Um, but I will tell you, man. Like these long races, like sometimes it's just a fucking grind. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse or. Uh, oh no, well, that's <laughs> fine. Totally. And my like mom, my mom listens, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> Um, but it's just a grind and like, there's a certain point where you're not having fun and I don't want to speak for everybody, but like, I've just noticed that more and more lately. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you don't need to force yourself through this. So, and I'm okay with it. Like I can have a laugh at it. Like before it brought me down and I'm like, I'm not going to give my Western States qualifier. I'm a failure. And I'm like, dude, it's all good. It's just running on the trails. That's a really good attitude. How many, how many times have you been down on this course? This was my second time. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was like a glutton for punishment. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I remember this. Like, me and Andy are sitting in the car before the race. And, like, I'd been feeling pretty positive about it. Like, up until there, we had a good drive down. And then I'm sitting in the car and I'm looking at Andy and I'm like, damn i'm really nervous i'm like i don't know and like everything just flashed back from the year before and it was like oh and as soon as i stepped foot on that course i was like yeah this thing's a beast and not that like any of the ones we do up here or anywhere else aren't a beast they're all a beast it's 100k on trails like what what are we thinking like they're all going to be beefy in some way but this one is just it's sadistic in, in a certain way. You know, it's like, John, you would know, like, Castle Peak. Like, that is a crazy, crazy 100K. And I would say probably way harder than this one. But there's something about the cutoff on this, and there's something about the way that this one's built that just makes it different. Castle, Castle Peak is, that's been a class by itself. That, that had a... a, a yeah, that that was closer to a vibe of a hundred miler. Um, it was there's something about the novelty of events, and I was we were saying about okay, so you know why am I here? And I've had those feelings on race courses. Typically, it's courses that I've done many times. Mm-hmm. Some courses I've done many times. I don't you know there's something about the the field and the competition and just the ritual of it and maybe just you do it enough and it's just like i don't even question why i'm doing it maybe i should um 
one of those races way too cool. I had done it. I think I've done that 11 times and it was Andy. We were this one last year around this few months from now, a year ago. And it was so cold. So and we were cold. running by snow on the trail. It, it was, was the weekend so cold. In, the week after it, it snowed in the Bay It was area. like sideways rain. It wasn't, it wasn't even raining. It was sideways and it was freezing. It was like 37. It was like worse than if it was snowing because you're soaked. Uh, it was like, oh, wait, these conditions are just, and so many times, like, especially in the last, last time I was at race, I was like, why am I here again? Um, and then I can also think about other times on the course when, like, the weather and the conditions and just my sleep and energy and all of that had just aligned properly. And I'm trying to, you know, pick it up and take time off the end and pass more people. And I, I think just that, from what it sounds like, this what a brutal thing about this course. Like, what would you say is the most brutal aspect of this course, of the of the of the other week when you ran it? Like, what was the what was the toughest part condition wise? I'll 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 take that. Like, I think it's really that nine mile climb out of Malibu because it was a great race until then. I mean, so you can see it on here on this map at mile 22, it goes up and then down and up again. And then after that nine mile section, it was like, I sat down at the top. I, I tried never to sit at races, but I got to that top of that aid station. And I think I sat there like 10 minutes and it was just like, like the 50k mark. Probably uh, yeah, a little bit past yeah. So the top, okay. so like, so I, I so that, I consider that whole section the nine mile. Yeah, you drop down a little yeah. bit, but then you go right back up. Yeah, but and a little like, bit. So when you say a little bit, that's a five hundred foot little bit. Oh yep. yeah, no, I know. It's, it's and uh, and then after like, that, it was just a grind. Like it just took all the all the excitement out of the race because it was so hard. And just you get to the top and you're just like, I'm done. Like, I'm like, you're just, I was totally spent at the top of that because it was the hottest part of the day. And I feel like I got my legs back a little bit when the sun went down and was able to run. I think that's the only way I was able to get in under the cutoff. Was, was, you know, feel better. But there was that section where it's just the whole rest of it just felt like a grind after that. So for me, that's the toughest, toughest section because. It just changed the whole race, you know. It was, that, it was like a different. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're starting at like 22 and a half, and it peaks out. You're at 32 miles at the top, according to the elevation profile in Strava, and you're you're almost at sea level. You're like at 100. There's elevation 131 feet, give or take, whatever the error bars on that are. Mm-hmm. And then you go from 22 and a half miles to 26.4. So let's just round it and say four miles. And you've gone, you've climbed 1,500 feet. And how much shade did you say you had? There's none. <laughs> that Zero. Okay. And then you go from 26 and a half, you're at 16, almost 1,700 feet. So that's like a 1,600-foot climb that you had just done in four miles. And then in the span of less than two miles, you drop um, 700, almost 800 feet. And so then you have another... 800 up to 2400 yeah you have another 1600 foot climb to go from mile 28 and a half up to mile 32 
oh man, that's just not only is like it's just a continuous uphill, but on that whole grind, you have some downhill to contend with. And this is around what time of day? Well, I was just looking at it. it looks like it's seven seven hours in. Yeah, you know, so you're talking around noon, right? Yeah, so you're getting the sun's at one of the getting to its highest point of the day. I'm looking. You are at up at the top of this. The seven hours forty nine minutes. So you're halfway through. If the race started at five. Yeah, it's like two two o'clock. Yeah, one thirty. So, so yeah, you're 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 at one thirty. That's around where the sun's going to be at the highest point. Um, and it's getting warm. And yeah. you can not just cook your, you know, self, but kind of cook your psyche for the rest. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and the, the first 50K is so hard. You're like, I could really see how you're just zapped after just, and that's only halfway. And there's yeah. no aid station from Malibu. Like that, that section that Andy's talking about, like, what you got on your pack is what you got for probably, arguably, the nine hardest miles of the course. How many yeah. um, aid stations? I'm looking at that intersection where you descend and then go back up. That makes sense. That's the aid station at the top of that, right? At the beginning, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, like, what's the longest stretch you have to go between aid stations in this race? That's the nine miles. Okay. It's that section. And I got to tell you, it's the first time I had to give somebody water. Like I came across a guy who ran out of water and we still had four miles to go. And I was like, dude, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Oh oh my gosh. There's something else about this course that I'm also (laughs) looking at that can just mess with your psyche too is so the course from the start is you go out. You do this loop, so it's it's not quite a lollipop. It's a lollipop that has an additional. Where does that out and back start? Okay, so that starts at with ten miles. You know, at mile forty-two is when you don't go back to the finish. You're going to do one out and back, another descent, and then go back up. It's mile fifty. Yeah, it's it's almost it, mile fifty exactly where you have to go down six mile. Or no, you're right. It's 40. You, you return to it at about mile 50, but you still got 10 miles to go to the finish. So when you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing places that you've seen already, that, that's a double-edged sword. That can feel comforting or that can mess with you where you're like, wait a minute, I know where I am. There's still no. so much more to go. <laughs> it feels like a <laughs> long time out there is what it feels like. Oh, it's not comforting. That's a psychological course. That's that's a, a interesting. What about deal. drop bags? I, I'm looking at the uh, aid stations here. Did you guys use any of that, like drop bags or pacers? Yeah, I think we I think we both had them at at, at Canaan or Canaan. Um, Canaan. Canaan, and then and then we had them at the uh, mile fifty hundred k. Turn around, and then I I picked up a pacer. My brother drove out for that in mile fifty. Oh man, I'm so glad I didn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this looks this looks miserable. <laughs> it's a pretty miserable course, man. It's yeah, beautiful, it's like... but it's kind of so, miserable. So, let, let's 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 
what was really good about this course? Sell the course now. <laughs> so all, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think it's it's what you just said when you talked about doing races over, like doing it again. Is for me, there was much less excitement than the first year. The first year, there was like, oh, cool, check out that waterfall. Oh, cool, look at that ocean. Like it's just like each section had something unique about it. But this time around, we already knew what what was coming. Right. And it, it lost a lot of that mystery and made it that even that much harder. But it, it is a really beautiful course. Um, you know, I I think I think I'd, I'd recommend. I mean, the other thing that was different was last year it started at 5 a.m., which I think made that climb out of Malibu a little easier because it was more in the cooler part of the day. Even, even though it was only half an hour, I still think it made a big difference. Um, so I, I would say I'd recommend if you'd want to do this, go out hard. So you get to that. <laughs> so you get to that part and, and that's like, no, but just so you get to that section when it's still cooler out, because the longer it takes you to do that climb, you're just going to be in the, you know, it depends on the weather of the day, of course, but if it's going to be a hot day, I'd rather do that climb when it's a little cooler out than, than what it was this past, this past, uh, Saturday. But then again, this was almost two weeks ago. They it had this been last weekend, they probably would have canceled the race. It was raining last weekend in LA. They they would have, John. I I, I don't think I've told you this, Matt, but we were we 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 were actually in Southern California last weekend, and when we were driving back up on Sunday, we got a flash flood alert on our cell phone for Topanga Canyon. They were evacuating. Mm that whole area for flash floods. Yeah. So there's no way the race would have happened. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that creek. That creek would have been probably, you probably couldn't pass it. It would have been rushing too hard. Yeah. It wouldn't have been too hot. I mean, John, to your, to your point to like sell the course, like for somebody that's never done it before. So say somebody from up here, like, I would say there's a lot of like headlands feel to it. And, you know, both you and, and Andy said that you, you've spent time and you've been to the areas around there. For me, like, I never ran down there before. So I never really paid attention. But, like, it's so much bigger than the headlands. Like, the climbs are so much bigger. They're more dramatic when you're looking at the cliffs surrounded or I should say the canyons around you, like it's much more dramatic than the headlands up here. Um, Not more dramatic, like in a more beautiful way, like they're both beautiful in their own right. But like when you're out there and you're in the middle of the climb or the descent and you look to the left or your right and you look up and you're like, whoa, I'm in LA. Like I wouldn't even think that this is LA right now. Hmm. So for me, that's kind of like the selling point. And that's just me being naive, you know, and not knowing the area. You know, the profile kind of does match sort of Marin. You're, you're looking at like mm-hmm. zero to, to, you know, 1,000, 1,500 to 2,000, up and down, up and down. Yeah, it's just totally different. Um, but the but uh, the yeah. scale is different, Andy. Like, I mean, we're, we're talking about a Mount Tam drop, right? Yeah, it's- it's bigger. I mean, in the, in the headlands and, uh, you know, most of those climbs are, you know, less than a thousand feet, right? You usually have like <laughs> 700, 500, you know, 900. Um, so the scale is, I think, much, the climbs are longer. 
Yeah, you have like between mile, what is that, 17.7 to mile 22.7. That's just all downhill. That's like, the- that's like running from Tam to the ocean. Yeah. And it's killer. It's killer on the legs, <laughs> that descent. Like, I can't stress that one. Like, yeah, it's like 10%. Great. 11%. 13%. But do you ever you ever feel like when you're on a downhill, you're like, I don't want any more downhill. Like it's <laughs> it's not quite as steep of like uh, going down Queenstone, but it's got that like Queenstone. You know, it's coming to an end. This you're like, this is going to go on forever. Oh yeah, Queen that that re- Queenstone is like yeah, it's five to ten minutes of of downhill. This seems like never ending. <laughs> Well, um, one thing I noticed on this map on the website, which is khraces.com, and finding it is you Google Sean O'Brien Ultra to find it. Um, I noticed it says 16,096 feet gain, but then I look at um, Andy Melton's Strava, and it's like about 13 and change. So it's probably somewhere in the middle of that. Right? Likely. Yep. I, I would say, yeah, probably at least 14,000. That's a lot of elevation. Wow. So any tips for people that want to do this? Or, uh, we're, not, we're not really selling it. <laughs> uh, long, long ascents, long descents, be ready for the heat. Like, you know, I would spend a lot of time, like, if you're looking at our area, like training in the headlands and training on, uh, you know, your side of the ridge where you guys are. Just tons of elevation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I wouldn't recommend this for a first hundred K. Nope. Um, Matt's right. You know, there was, we felt like the old timers out there, the people I was leapfrogging with were all twenties and thirties. <laughs> And it felt like it was like their first or second ultra. Um, I think they were kind of surprised, especially after that climb. People were really wrecked. Like, what's going on here? Uh, we're, we're not that old. What's going on here? Well, we're not. We're not supposed to be for ultra running, but something about this race. I think it's just the people that came out that day. I don't know what it was, or maybe just the people we were leapfrogging yeah. with were just yeah, younger. It's changing. It's, it's changing heard... the perception of. Um, decades ago when ultras were what you did when you could no longer quote run fast like in the half marathon or marathon and then let's do a trail 50k or 50 mile or 100 no people are starting starting these 50ks and longer younger and younger Mm -hmm. Uh, which is actually i think i think it's because people are realizing it is much as a like it requires training and you have to put in the time miles, but you don't have to get a bike and you don't have to transport a bike or, you know, you don't have to find a pool to swim in. You can kind of do it from anywhere. And when it comes down to it, it's not the physical taxing of your body. It, it's more psychological. It's kind of what it sounds like in this, especially when you have conditions that are, well, think about it. You, you guys both run year round here in Marin. It can be really hard, and so it's not like you don't know heat. It's just like 
when you're not expecting it. And, oh, in January, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the psychological aspect, and I think that is, I think a lot of people are are finding that's alluring. So yeah, race race ages are going down and down. Thanks. There, there was a podcast I listened to a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Ultra Running. I don't, I don't remember the name, but they, they had all these statistics on the ages, and the women. I think it was women were generally running much longer distances, uh, but the men were staying. Gen- there was a lot more people, but it was staying the about 43. It was like the median age for 100 like 50k to like 100 i'm probably getting that wrong but it was yeah they had all these numbers it was interesting there's definitely a lot of growth but it wasn't it was it was gender different for Hmm. i don't i don't know and that's across like every ultra so like if we're just in marin it's kind of hard to or or just seeing our races it's it's hard to be um uh unbiased I'll say like going back to that younger generation thing what I saw was pretty cool so I was at the finish line waiting for for Andy and his brother Tom to come in and like there was probably a group of like 15 people cheering on everybody coming in and they were part of this group of runners that were out there that, you know, I think Andy spoke on and I had seen them, probably a group of four to six runners, maybe even more than that. And they had gone out. It, it seemed like it was their first 100K. And I think they had all finished. But like the energy that they were bringing, it was a different energy than I've seen at like trail runs before. And it was just like, it was like, this is cool. This is a party. This is where it's at. Like, and it was pretty it was fun to see that like i don't know it was just different than kind of the normal thing that you see at the end of a race like you don't expect people in their late 20s mid 20s like that being the good time it's like let's go to the bar and i was like that's cool you're out here this is the bar right now and i was like i got mad respect for that like that it was just a nice vibe for that age group that's cool that is cool. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly wasn't uh, running ultras in my 20s. I was more of the, the bar type. Yeah, I put in my ultra miles uh, <laughs> behind the bar. I like that. That's a good... It's, um, I hope there's more people like that that see, you know, doing something healthy outdoors is better than just getting trashed. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Cool, guys. Well, this is good. Uh, anybody have anything else to add? Do the Sean O'Brien 100K. There's other distances, by the way, if anyone's listened this long. A lot of distances. Should have started Marathon, with that. 50K. A lot of, lot of options. Dude, the 50K leader, we were there right at the turnaround. Like, the, the speed that these runners are coming in at these days and like doing these things is unbelievable. The guy looked like a machine and was just like, and was moving out of the way for me. I was like, dude, go, man, go get this. <laughs> yeah, this guy was a, he was a specimen. I mean, I, yeah. he must have been some elite athlete. 
but like just totally built muscular tall like yeah he just Uh, came flying but i I think he did it in four hours or something it said you're talking about the guy who won the 50k yeah i think it was a 50k yeah Uh, i'm on the 50k the guy who won it it says his name is benjamin atkins uh oh this is, let me make sure i'm in the 2024 results oh no no that was last year's yeah i couldn't find this okay, confused. he was running um okay so he's running western states this year uh okay so jeffrey colt for the 50k this year 406 that's yeah insane dude. for i mean for that course that's really fast what else? oh jeffrey colt will be running western states this year um mm. A, a pro did UTMB like a pro. last year. Uh, how old? Thirty-two. Ran twenty-six fifteen for UTMB. Ran Western States last year. Oh, he was number nine at Western States last year. That's why. <laughs> okay, well that makes sense. Forty-two. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, he won Bandera last year. Okay, yeah. And he was eleventh <laughs> at Western States in twenty twenty-two. <laughs> Um. Wow. Seemed like a nice guy. He was he was impressive to see on the trail though. You see that guy coming by, and you're just like, wow, you're that's a different yeah. different level yeah. of runner. I think the winner of the hundred k did it in like eleven hours, which that just. Mm, I think a little faster than that. Hundred k winner for this uh, this year was. Oh no, it's last year. You sing last year. Ten flat. Ten. Yeah. One second. For last year. Oh, Ian Sharman. Sharman. Yeah. Ian Sharman was out there. Um, Ian Sharman. I've heard of that name. Oh man. I I, I remember I saw. God, this must have been like 10 years ago or more. um, When I saw Ian Sharman, he was. Stopped, and that's why I had pa- the only reason I passed him was he was stopped during Miwok, mm-hmm. uh, taking a selfie of himself with the Golden Gate Bridge when Miwok <laughs> went past on the road out there, and um, he was wearing an Elvis costume. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a hundred k in an Elvis costume? Of course. Miwok hundred k in an Elvis costume, and maybe it was twenty twelve, maybe it was twenty eleven. I can't remember. Um. Wow, interesting. Uh, but okay, so this number one guy for the hundred k. What else is he? Oh, next on his list is the Moab two forty. Uh, wait, 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 John. I, I I have a question for for both uh, Andy and Matt. <clears throat> what's a what's a memorable um, event or something that happened during the race uh, that that you could share? Sun, like uh, view, uh, shoes untied, something, anything. To be honest, the most the most memorable thing was Andy and I shopping for instant rice the night before, <laughs> and like brainstorming what the magical food was going to be at that magic mile. And like pre-made rice is kind of a game changer. Uh, like if you have a sensitive stomach. <laughs> And I was just like, man, I can't wait to have me some some of my Uncle B's and get down on that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, I, I can only stomach like a couple spoonfuls, but yeah, 
uh, Andy and I shopping for rice and actually eating the rice on the course. Nice. Yep, throw it in the drop bag, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I have too many good memories. Uh, I just remember that really hard fall. You know, my my calves cramped right when I fell, like they seized up. So I fell and then immediately I noticed I couldn't move my legs because they were just completely like my toes were pointed and just like most awful cramps. And this really cool guy like was right behind me and I was like, grab my feet. And he grabbed my feet and like was like, you know, like he had to like put a lot of muscle in. That's how hard they were cramped to just like to like pull the cramp out. And uh, and then he was like, I got you, man. And he like helped me up. And I was like, OK, like, you know, it was like I just, I just think that like if there hadn't been anybody behind me for like 500 feet, I would have just been lying there on the trail, like after a hard fall with like my legs just totally cramped, oh, just, like in man. pain, you know. So I had I think the trail angels were with me on that one. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, having, you know, yeah. having my I brother mean, there to pace me like that was cool, too, you know. I don't get to nice. share many miles with him, so when I do, it's always memorable. Well, I was going to say shout out to Andy for going out and crushing that course. And, like, <laughs> I don't think I crushed taking, it. Taking that fall and having his legs cramp, like, that course is no joke. And, like, when I saw Andy come in with his brother, like, that was, that was really, really cool. And to get the Western qualifier, so, like, big shout out to that. And if Tom ends up listening to this, big shout out to Tom. He is an angel. Not only does he, like, make sure we get back to the hotel room and all that stuff, he goes out to Jack in the Box and gets us dinner when neither of us can get out of bed. So shout out to Tom. I hope you listen to this. It's such a great feeling to be back in the hotel room and be like, have somebody be like, so what do you guys want to eat? I'll go, I'll go get you. What, you know, you guys want Jack in the Box? Okay, I'll be back in a minute. That's such a great feeling. All you have to do is just lie there in bed and just, like, <laughs> sip on something, you know? Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Uh, it's almost 10 o'clock. It's a good one. Yep. So All thank right, you, thanks, everyone. Congrats. Sean O'Brien, January uh, Western States qualifier, January 27th every year, approximately. Sounds like a, an adventure. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Good night. All right. Thank you. Hey, bye.